This is Sportscasters Anonymous, a weekly podcast about sports, all sports, MLB, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, collegiate football, and collegiate basketball. But there's more. We'll even talk about sports video games, sports movies. It's all here. You're listening to Sportscasters Anonymous on the Random Chatter Network, broadcasting to the globe from Jacksonville, Florida. This is Don and Chip. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back to another episode of Sportscasters Anonymous. This is episode number 31, titled Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you all had a great one. The show is recorded on Monday, November 30th, 2020. We took the weekend before Thanksgiving off to kind of unwind, decompress, kind of uh, take in what was going on in the sports world. Uh, As always, Chip, my man, how we doing? Good, good. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. It's been a, a interesting last two weeks, um, so we got a lot to talk about, um, so we'll get right into it. Uh, first, starting off with the contact us, you can contact us at our email. Mine is chip at randomchatter.com, or you can contact Don at his email, which is don at randomchatter.com, or you can find us on Twitter at sportcastanon, A-N-O-N. Or you can join us on Discord under Random Chatter, where there's sports and pop culture talk. And you can support us on Patreon under Random Chatter. Or you can buy our stuff at randomchatter.com slash store. We can also be found on Anchor.fm, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, YouTube, and Twitch. Boom. And with that being said, man, let's jump into it. Uh, We had a lot of football since we last came to the listeners out there. So much to discuss. We're going to hit on some of the highlights, but uh, uh, to say that it was a busy couple of weeks in the NFL would be an understatement. Yeah, it's been a wild, crazy, interesting last couple of weeks in the NFL. Um, there's been a lot of movement. Uh, I think the I think the highlight is who's not playing versus who's playing, um, based off of what's happening with 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 the COVID and. Um, the NFL came down. They're decreeing. They shut we're, down we're up to today. Wednesday now. <laughs> Wednesday at three forty-five, which is just a random time. So, I don't understand that whatsoever. Yeah. I uh, enjoy listening to the game on your drive. Yeah, I guess home, I don't I guess. know. Like uh, they were just like, we got to play this at some point. So we're trying to. Cover. I, yeah, that was a total breakdown with Tampa Bay. I mean, not Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. They they killed it. It was. It was like they were a kid. It was it was awful. Like I don't know where Tampa Bay came. Like they they made a game of it. They only won by or lost. That doesn't by three, tell the but, story. Yeah. Though yeah. I mean a three. Oh man. So uh, with it, with everything going on, what, what do you want? To, ouch is all I got to say. That. I, I'll tell you about the game, and I was convinced uh, once they got to the two-minute warning a few weeks ago, it, it was against against my team, but damn, it was a hell of a catch. <laughs> I, I'm not going to take New Orleans. Man, they're kind of doing the quarterback. Breeze is broken. Yeah, um, so I'll put it in this perspective. 
If you have 24 ribs, 12 on each side, he had 11 on it, it, Every day they were, it was almost like positive COVID <laughs> tests over the last two weeks. Not a new one. Yeah. Every day they found a new dangerous. one. Yeah, so bad. It was very dangerous. Like, I, you know, he went on IR, and usually it's three weeks on IR. I would be shocked if he came back in three weeks. Like, that's that's something, like, with especially with the way the Saints are playing, like, and Taysom Hill's not doing a bad job. Yeah. I, I could see him being out till at least a week, like, 15 or 16. I think more. Uh, for the safety aspect of it, uh, as the weeks go down case of go we need to take that chance and have the situation become worse yeah you you, you crack them once and they're very easily to be cracked again so like and they don't want him to man he's old he's like an old he's old say he's young he's 21 years old so like it's not like it was one or two ribs yeah it's 11 (laughs) like yeah it was a rib cage You can put on a flap jacket, but as soon as he gets hit, it's going to really hurt. Like, it's going to really hurt him. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess, you know, we'll play it out week by week, but I think they're going to err on the side of caution, quite honestly. You don't – he's still yeah. he's still your guy. You yeah. don't need to make the situation worse. They're saying week 14, he's hopeful to come back. I, I don't see it. I don't mm-hmm. see it. That's That's almost two weeks away. Like, no. Yeah, the yeah. fact that they, they, they were just finding more ribs that were broken last week. Yeah, that doesn't leave a, a, leave a very good feeling uh, at all. Yeah. It really doesn't. <laughs> so uh, let's, uh, let's move on, man. Let's talk about Detroit. Uh, in Detroit, a lot of Detroit fans are very happy because not only did the Lions fire Coach Matt Patricia, but the GM Bob Quinn got the boot as well. It was a double doink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the writing was on the wall. His record, 13, 29, and 1, is just not good. Um, it, you look at, like, uh, and it, it goes also the, the, the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars fired their uh, GM as well, uh, uh, I think yesterday or, or today, one of the two. Um, you just see it, like, teams that can't draft well and aren't playing well their GMs are, are not staying around um, and, and they're getting fired pretty quickly and, and they're doing it mid season. Um, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like this was just, they just, I think Detroit as a fan base, I think the players, I think everybody in that organization just was tired of, they hired Matt Patricia to be the next Bill Belichick and the Patriot way did not work. Let's be yeah. honest. Nope. No. No, many have tried to emulate it. It works in New England. <laughs> yeah, he he, not... he tried. He tried to come in and be like, "This is how we're going to do it." Just like Bill told him how to do it, and the players just did not respond to it at all. I do know. Um, <clears throat> I think for these teams where their records are now doing it early season or mid season for them is good because what you're looking at now is you've got. You're thinking about the draft. These teams are going to be drafting high. You want your GM and your coach, in the case of Detroit and in the case of Jacksonville, your GM, 
these are the guys in your war room making the call. Uh, for the for the owners of these teams, they clearly fired the shot that said, "We're not doing this anymore. We need better." They're going to bring in some some fresh blood, some new thinking, hoping that these draft picks they get this year will be adding a key piece to the franchise. Um, Bob Quinn and uh, Dave Caldwell, between the two of them, um, in their stints as GMs, they have just busted on draft picks. Absolutely busted. And, you know, part of that goes with the coach, with the play calling and whatnot. Um, But as you hear people say, it is the NFL. And the coach has to work with what he has. But when you're not giving him much to work with already, what do you expect? You know, yeah, I mean, it, it, you gotta it, have the right pieces. You can you you can't build through free agency. That's just that's not realistic. With you spending a whole bunch of money, like you need those rookie contracts. You need players that you hit home with on on rookie contracts that are gonna um, outweigh those veterans that you're gonna pay a lot of money for. And when you don't have that, your team can't be successful. Like you just you just can't. Like you have second or third year players that are playing that are over outmatched and overly outmatched. Now, some of that's coaching. Like you want, you want the coaches to put your team in the best possible place to win. So like sometimes you'll see those like first round draft picks that you say are busts go somewhere else and they'll do really well. Well, that's because the coaching is better. Well, we, Um, and we've even said certain players that may have not fared well in one place, they have to be in, in the right system, in the right, you have to put them in the right position. You know, you can't take somebody like uh, a Russell Wilson who likes to tuck the ball and run. You can't put him in a system with a coach that'd be like, yeah, you want to do that, but we're going to design around you being a pocket passer. It doesn't work that way. You can't do that. Yeah. Russell Wilson would fail miserably. But the, the the good coaches, like the really good coaches, get the the players and build their scheme around their players. They don't have... Like, this is my scheme. You have to fit my scheme. And so they go, okay, this is what I have. This is what I have to come up with. Those are what yeah. the good coaches do. Um, and I think a lot of coaches get in the mold of like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's where they, their downfall is, is they don't have the personnel to do that. So, like, if you have a quarterback that doesn't isn't going to be well in the pocket or do well in the pocket, you don't keep putting him in the pocket. You roll him out to the outside or – you have him, um, you know, moving around. Like you, you, Lamar Jackson is a perfect example. Like uh, uh, Harbaugh there. Like he had Joe Flacco, who is, we can both agree, a pocket passer. And then you have Lamar Jackson. Who, they are like the polar opposites of each other. And to be able to scheme and create a game plan that will fit both of them makes you a good coach or a great coach. Because – he went and was adapt. successful at Joe Flacco and then successful with Lamar Jackson and was able to create a scheme around the, the personnel that he had, um, which is great. And I get this, and we didn't mention it, and I definitely want to mention it. Um, how about Denver? <laughs> I mean, let's see. Four quarterbacks on the roster none of which were able to start. You had to pull a guy from the practice squad who 
was a quarterback for some years in college and then switched to wide receiver. That's the guy you gave the nod to. Yeah, so he was a back uh, – if I believe this correctly, he was a backup quarterback at Wake Forest who switched to receiver, was an undrafted rookie out of Wake Forest, and he started – he threw – he completed one pass. Like, they completed one pass. The, the whole team completed one pass. They basically did the wildcat all day long. That doesn't work. Sorry. No. <laughs> it's just – are you trying – you know – what what does it say about you though? Like, here's the situation we're in. We need a guy that can throw the ball. This guy had some experience. Give him a chance, because basically what they did was we're going to make him the quarterback, but we're not going to let him be the quarterback. You know, it was. Just, I, I mean, dude, if you watch the game, he was pretty bad. Well, I, I mean, again, I mean, <laughs> look how far down the roster he was. But just like you know, I mean, like. Let, let him stretch it out a little, I guess. But it, clearly they were like, nah, we ain't doing that. Just just run the Wildcat. Just be safe. You know? No, like, I mean, if you watched him and he actually tried to throw the ball, it was pretty bad. Like, they, the it was – I I've never seen it – I mean, he's not a quarterback, but I've never seen someone throw the ball so inaccurately. Like, his arm was coming out sidearm. Like, it, his mechanics, it just – it looked – you cringed every time he threw the ball. You're like, this this is not even funny. This is not even, like – this is not even like watchable. Should they point. just like should the Broncos have just said, Yeah, we'll just forfeit the game? They should have. Like, really, honestly. Wow. Like, okay, so it was that bad. <laughs> the only way that they were gonna score a touchdown was like a defensive touch. Like it was gonna have to be the defense was gonna have to come up with some miraculous, like, we're gonna stop them on every play kind of thing. Um, I mean, it was so bad that like Alvin Kamar, like a lot of fantasy owners and a lot of like betters were so mad because they like basically sat Alvin Kamara the entire game and had him like rush like four or five times. Cause they were just up, but like, they just like, we know like Peyton's like, we know we're going to win. Like, there's no reason for me. to like. There's no reason to risk that. injury. Yeah. <laughs> but, like Alan Kamara just basically had a week off and like, without like being injured or anything like that. It's the smart move. I mean, the, the fantasy people in Vegas get pissed off all you want. These guys want to win a super bowl. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, what else we got for the NFL? Oh, we do. I do see. Um, and and for those that didn't hear the news, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, their strength and conditioning coach, uh, who is fifty four, uh, passed away, and I guess it, he collapsed during a practice. Was it? It was the day before the game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. It was. He collapsed during the practice. They rushed him to the hospital. Um, he. I don't know if they ever said what the cause of death was. I think it, they never announced it. Um, the dude was with the NFL for years. It wasn't like he was some uh, like rookie coach or anything like that. He had been there for years, very well respected, very well traveled. Um, he just was rushed to the hospital um, and then died later on Wednesday. Um, he got rushed to the hospital on Tuesday and then died on Wednesday. Um from complications of whatever was happening, um, which is super sad. It's terrible. Um, they did they did do a like memorial thing for him during the game on Thanksgiving, um, but that's just not that's 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 hard. It's tough. Yeah, it, it really um, um, it really is tough. Um, and here's his here's his background a little bit because a lot of people hear like uh, strength and conditioning coach or whatever, and they kind of disregard it. You know, every, every team has these coaches for a reason. So uh, 
He played five years in the NFL. He was a defensive back for the Bears and the Bucks um, for, uh, from 89 to 93. He played four seasons at, at my hometown, Syracuse Orange. He was a two-time All-American there, so he was uh, a good football player. Um, him and Ron Rivera were teammates with the Bears um, before uh, Ron Rivera's career. So, you know, the, the people that he knows, you know, you already start going up. He spent uh, time with the Giants, the Cowboys, the Jets, the Patriots, and the Saints. Yeah, that's um, especially if you look, he joined uh, in '98. He joined the ranks with the Saints and spent five seasons with the Pats from 2000 to 2004, uh, 05 and 06 with the Jets, and then the Giants. So this guy shot his, saw his share of Super Bowls. You know, yeah, he, um, he that, was, that's a testament to him. Yeah. So it, it's definitely, he was young. He was 54 years old. I mean, it's not old. Um, it's young. So I don't know. That's, that's just, that's a tough, tough situation. And what, what I find interesting is normally when this happens, there's some report of what it was and nothing has come out. They just said yeah. he collapsed. We took him to the hospital and he passed. Yeah, he's been. They've been very uh, tight-lived about it. Right. So, but uh, you know, our uh, condolences to to his family. That's that's definitely a tragic loss, right there. Um, not only to his family, but to the NFL family as well. Yeah, um, definitely a sad, sad moment. Um, and then the other thing that we have with so I want to I want to mention this real quick because to me this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So the NFL already has a whole bunch of like COVID protocols in, in place. And most of the players and coaches are only interacting with themselves, They're not really interacting with the general public. So the Bay area out, out in San Francisco put a, the, the governor or mayor or whatever it is, put a ban on contact sports. Um, and in the middle of football season. <laughs> in the middle of football season, in the middle of college basketball, and basically that what that means is that the 49ers cannot cannot uh, play or practice in their home stadium. So now they got to find somewhere else to play or practice. Like this is this makes no sense because the only people you're like they're it's not like they're not going to go ahead and start playing their games. Like they're just going to go somewhere else and play. Like it really like it it's. It makes absolutely zero sense. The entire uh, it just makes zero sense. Well, and I I'm interested in to see how it turns out for next Monday night because my Bills are supposed to play at the 49ers. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean they'll find out a place to play, but like <laughs> they'll go across think- the bay to Oakland. I hear Oakland has a stadium they're not using anymore. Yeah, I, maybe like it just <laughs> makes no, absolutely no sense. No. None whatsoever. Um, real quick, before we wrap up football, uh, a question for you, uh, and give me your insight to this. Starting quarterbacks are cursed this season. For? In general. Um, we see uh, Daniel Jones for the Giants is going to miss time. Joe Burrow's out. Um, who else we got there? Breeze got knocked up pretty bad. It just, it's, this is like, this is not the year of the quarterback. 
uh, health-wise. These quarterbacks look like, surprisingly, Big Ben has been up on his feet for 10 straight games now, and he's still going strong. I, I'm I'm dumbfounded by the amount of injuries this NFL season. I mean, it's tough. Um, I wouldn't say that all quarterbacks are cursed. I think that I think that there's I think certain you can look at certain leagues or certain divisions. Like the NFC East, the only quarterback that's been healthy is Carson Wentz, and he hasn't been good. So, like, I mean, certain teams have gotten hit really hard with the the injury bug, and then the teams that are doing well haven't. So, I mean, it's kind of like that every year. It's like if you can stay healthy, you almost can win. Like, you'll you'll be very successful. Um, the teams that are not very healthy are usually tend to have struggles. So, and by struggles, you mean like poor offensive lines. <laughs> yes, poor offensive yes. lines that doesn't help. No, um, it, it just seems to me like I'm sorry we forgot to put Dak Prescott on that list too. It, it's just this year. No, like normally in a season, you hear news about a quarterback getting roughed up a little bit, and then maybe a starting quarterback, you know, out for half the season, maybe longer. This year, it's my God. It's in in just all the ACLs and MCLs this year across the league. Like holy moly, you know, <laughs> it it just seems a little excessive this year. I guess is uh, what I'm saying. It seems more than the norm. I th- I think it's about the same as it normally. Is. I think that we are more focused on it. You know, that could like be we as almost, well. Yeah. We almost are more aware of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, before we would talk about it and, and now we do a show. So, you know, that that's we have to do our due diligence. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I mean, we just I, I think we're just more aware of how it is. Right. Um, and then quick fantasy football update. Um, so I was looking at the standings and the, the schedule and stuff like that. I think we pretty much have our, our playoffs set, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think that you you've pretty much locked up the first seed. Um, Period. Period. The rest, the rest <laughs> of us are second, third, and fourth. Uh, I know I'm I'm gonna win this week, so I think I clinched the playoff berth this week. So now it just comes down to uh, seeding. Congrats. Um, I I do want to say uh, I went into this week at ten and one, and my only loss came to the Inverness Direwolves. In short, of some miracle in this fourth quarter of tonight's game or Juju Smith-Schuster going nuts tomorrow, I'm going to lose to him again. I do not want to play Direwolves in the playoffs, period. <laughs> That's my, my two, my one loss I already had, and it looks like a second one. Those are the only two to the same opponent. So hats off to you, sir. Uh, you've done a fantastic job. Uh, you said you've got a win this week, so that'll move you up to seven and five. And who? I'm looking at the at the scoreboard right now. Uh, football Lord and Triers looks like Team Football Lord is going to move to eight and four uh, over the Florida Triers. Uh, Florida Trier still has a few guys in play, but uh, that looks like a tough deficit. 
my pick tatorship, man, my six and five will be seven and five at the end of this week. 199 fantasy points. What in the heck? Oh, Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, enough said. His two players right there have more than my entire roster. Uh, props to you, sir. <laughs> and uh, Chip, you will move to seven and five with your victory over Team Dave. He will finish at four and eight at the end of this week. So yeah, um, to play. You still got two guys to play. All right, yeah. we're gonna put a we're gonna put a little uh, icing on the cake there. Hmm? <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. I mean, Not bad I, I, at all. I mean. Nope, not at all. Um, I'm still trying to – I had a four-game losing streak that, that killed me, and, and I ended it this week thanks to uh, a little help from Derrick Henry, who had three touchdowns in the first half. So so the uh, the way the league works, the top four will play in the winner's bracket. The bottom four will go on to the, uh, the consolation ladder. Um, so your top four teams before these this week's games are concluded – I have the one seed. My four seed opponent, as it currently stands right now, is you. And uh, Team Football Lord would be the number two seed against my pictatorship at the number three seed. Of course, uh, once we get to Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, the standings will update <laughs> thanks to Wednesday's game. So that's a little crazy. Uh, Chip, I don't know if I uh, how good I feel about going – head-to-head head again. Yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be – I think I got a groove on my players right now, so. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see We'll see how it turns out. Uh, it, it would be interesting if you and I get to do this for a third time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard to beat someone three times. That's all I got to say about that. Well, the, the good news is uh, for our listeners that the, the playoff rounds are two weeks apiece. So uh, NFL week 14 and 15 will factor in round one and NFL weeks 16 and 17 will factor in round two. So uh, just because you squeak out a win in the first week doesn't necessarily mean you're going to walk away with it. So uh, we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, It's been a fun season. Yeah, uh, I've had a a lot of enjoyment out of it this season. Um, It's it's has it. It's been it's been just an absolute crazy Crazy, crazy um, season, just all overall. <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah. Um, and all the participants, uh, you know, I've been uh, checking the chat out and Discord and whatnot. They really seem to be enjoying themselves. They've asked questions about the rosters, tips, advice. It's it's really been a blast. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, I'm definitely glad, to, and I want to thank everyone that that joined and then has been in it the entire season. Um, and I wish you best of the luck in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, we got we have to figure out something that we can do for uh, the winner, winner of it all. So, Well, once uh, it, I've still got some time here to get the, uh, the merch rolling. So as long as it's not you or me, maybe we could put together a little prize pack for the winner, uh, like a hoodie and a T-shirt or something like that with uh, official Sportscasters merch. Yeah. That'd be cool, nice. man. Let's hit up the NBA. Yeah, I, I finally have something I can be excited about because, um, you know, hey. my Eagles suck. So um, I'm super pumped with this free agency. Uh, I bet you are. <laughs> I, I got to say that the, the, the Sixers have been wheeling and dealing, and I really like the, the moves that they've made. We got rid of uh, Al Horford, 
who made no sense for our team. Uh, we drafted Tyrese Maxey, which was a steal at when we got him. One of the premier point guards coming out of the draft. And then uh, we picked up Danny Green, picked up Seth Curry, who are two monster shooters. Um, and, uh, yeah, with with Doc Rivers, and they, they started building our bench. And it, it all signs point to uh, to a lot of good things. Uh, what scares me is the fact that the, the Lakers did, like, a roster overhaul and seem to have gotten better. but. I That's don't, scary. I don't really think they did. Like a lot of people are predicting it, but like, I don't think Dennis Schroeder, who they who they traded for, fits on that team. They still have KCP. Um, I don't. I really don't see that. Like they don't have. They had Danny Green, who's no longer there. They don't have Rajon Rondo. So like, when LeBron comes off, who's going to handle the ball? Does LeBron like trust Schroeder to be what Rajon Rondo was there? Like Rajon Rondo was so much of a compliment to LeBron that him not being there like you don't have Dwight Howard there anymore you have Marcus All and Montez Harrell who or Harrell who who is not a tall guy so like when uh you take Marcus All off are you, are you going to put Anthony Davis at the center where he's not really that effective he's more of a a, a stretch four um yeah that's I I, I just I don't I, I don't think they got better and I don't think I think that like the Denver Nuggets or the Clippers um, or hell even the Phoenix Suns who got re- a lot better could could compete with them. I was really pulling for the Suns uh, during the, uh, the the playoffs the bubble playoffs and whatnot man I cannot wait to see what the Suns do this coming season. Yeah, they got they now have Devin Booker. They have a true point guard in CP3. Um, it's gonna be really awesome to see their lineups that they that they put out there and and how they they mesh. Um, so let me ask team. you: Are the Lakers are the Lakers the team to beat? I think they're the team to beat just because they won the championship and they have LeBron on their team, but I don't think that they're gonna, they're the best team by far. I think there's there's a lot of other teams that can upset them or can and beat them, and I just I don't know. As much as I want to say that they're not a bad team, but they're I don't think they're the best in the league. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, last season, we thought that somebody might get them, and, and uh, they managed to pull it out. <laughs> so, it you know, it, it is what it is. So, you, um, how did you feel about the NBA draft? Um, I liked it. I was quite happy with it. I I know you. Uh, I, know you I don't even want to talk about it. I don't. I, I wasn't going to mention it, but I have. You brought up the draft, so I have no idea what your yeah. Knicks are doing. I really don't. Stephen uh, oh, A. Smith like and I. Talent, and then Stephen A. Smith and I had a similar thought process. <laughs> he just he's able to put it in much better context than I could. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I I don't know what you guys are doing. I like I would have expected you guys to like make some big splash or free agency, but you didn't. It's like second year in a row you didn't, so I don't know. So have you ever seen a starting lineup with five forwards? Because we're completely capable of doing it. 
God. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 are you guys like you guys are following the process method at this point? I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. I can um expect the worst and hope for the best. Uh and I'm already thinking about uh, other things in New York, like hockey and baseball season. If that tells you anything. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, the NBA mean, calendar. It, it, a, Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was gonna say we, we got the we got the upcoming stuff with the the calendar coming up. Um, I'm waiting for my page to load to tell me what we got next, but um. We know there's know something. They start That's training camp. I believe it's <laughs> – yeah, so they just they, – free agency. Uh, trading camp uh, begins tomorrow. Um, then the preseason begins on the 11th. Last day of the offseason is on the 21st. And then the regular season begins on the 22nd. Just a time for Christmas. So we are uh, – we are, we are moving towards that start of the season very quickly. Get ready for the madness once again. <laughs> yep, and it's oh, a oh, what seventy-two a game be. schedule, and it's going to go. Uh, they're going to be traveling. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Well, um, and I I don't want to be a downer, um, but for everybody watching the news, and and we got to say it, we got a, a new season coming up for basketball and winter sports and hockey and whatnot. And once again, COVID could be a large problem as far as attendance, traveling, and what these teams are going to be able to do. So, yeah, I mean, I'm we'll, hoping we'll, for the we'll best. Wait and see how it happens. Like we're seeing it now, like with the holidays. I don't know. I think I think the more we see these outbreaks, quote unquote, happen, and the reason they're having these, the more and more we can be. Like, yeah, don't do that. Like. Like people being around each other without masks, going out in public without masks, talking to people that are, have been exposed to COVID. Like, like just if they're smart, you know, we can get no, through these um, games. And, and I, it and just I, doesn't seem like they're That's what I'm fearful right about is no matter how much testing that you want to do to let people in or whatnot, you know, you could test today, be negative, test tomorrow, be positive. It just – please be smart <laughs> is the message here. Just do the smart thing. Yeah, just fo follow the rules and be smart. So, but we'll we'll move on to uh, baseball. Um, there's not much going on in baseball. Hey, allow me, Robinson Cano. What in the hell, man? Come on, let's start with that. <laughs> so in a in a in a year that you uh in in a year where you you get a, a season of of COVID, you then get caught with steroids or, or performance enhancing drug and get suspended for the entire season. Idiot. <sighs> like, like that just, here's, you're just dumb. Here's what I want to ask you because they're doing all this testing for COVID. You don't think somewhere along the line with all the tests that something might, something else might show up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like it just it makes it makes zero sense. Like idiot. That's all I got to say. You're a moron. <laughs> yes. Next, Theo Epstein steps down from the Cubs, man. I I was a little sad to hear that. He's done a fantastic job for the Cubs. He he helped 
lead them from the laughing stock of baseball and mediocrity, and he brought them to the promised land. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he definitely was a positive influence on there. Now he's he was debating about staying till the end of his contract or to leave. He, I think he had one more year with it, but uh, he announced that he was stepping away from a year of stepping away for the next year and then and then seeing where his, his, his it would take him uh, a lot of people are kind of like yeah he might come back with another team if the right offers there i don't know um i know that the phillies that don't have a gm right now or not gm they don't have a um one step above a GM. I can't think of the name of it because it's different in baseball. But like vice president of operations or whatever. Something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. They don't have that anymore. So they were thinking like maybe they could, you know, corral Theo Epstein there, and that would, you know, he would fix a lot of our problems with signing players because uh, we haven't signed anyone. Which, which, in all honesty, you know, talking about this off season, like the MLB off season's happening, but there's been no signings whatsoever. Like the only people that have signed have been like really random people. Like none of the big names have gone off the list. I think um, they're still kind of waiting to feel out like how much damage was done during the 2020 season. I think they're still trying to feel around like a number financially. Yeah. And, I mean, there we were, knew there was going to be an uncertainty coming into it. And yeah, there was a, still there. There was a report that the Phillies lost 145 million this past season. Um, that's a lot. Um, a lot and it actually, it, it factors into a lot of what they are trying to do with JT Ramuto and DD Gregorius and uh, their free agents. And, you know, I, and they're not the only team to have lost a, a significant amount of money. Well, I'm sure some teams lost way more than they did. Oh, absolutely. I'd hate to see what the Yankees lost. <laughs> yeah, uh. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with that, you know. Of course you are. Yankees can lose as much money as they want. Well, they print money anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. They do. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, What do we got here? Uh, The Washington Nationals moving a triple-A affiliate back to New York State? Yeah, so they're they're moving um, their triple-A affiliate back to the upstate New York, uh, where they they, they recently spent two years in Fresno, California. now they're moving it um, back to Rochester. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll take it. Cool. It's <laughs> kind of like an interesting story is that they're moving their franchise for well, after two years. They were originally in um, nearby Syracuse, and then they moved mm-hmm. uh, out to Fresno, and now they moved back. So, Did they elaborate as to why? Uh, I'm they guessing it's not. probably closer to Washington. Between your AAA, because uh, you get a lot of movement between your AAA and, and your um, uh, uh, your major league team. So, I mean, you know, if your AAA team's out in Fresno and you're rotating guys through, that's a heck of a trip. Here, if they're in Rochester, you got an airport in Buffalo, you got an airport in Syracuse. It's, you know, about an hour and a half flight, <laughs> if that. Yeah, yeah, so... so- yeah, it's probably what it is. It's more logistics than anything, especially with the new season and the uncertainty of it. So, mm-hmm. All right, man. Um, we have news on the NHL, and I'm not happy about it. 
Yeah, so this is the funny thing. So I, I did a notes last week when we were thinking we were going to do a show and then we took a week off. Yep. I, I'll be honest, in the last two weeks, this is the only story for the NHL. The but only it's not story. a good one. So the, the Players Association were blinded by owners for the request of a ter- change of the terms on the new CBA. So the, the, the uh, owner NHL owners came back and I guess they underestimated the amount of financial impact that would happen from the uh, COVID bubble type season. So they came back and uh, said they wanted to change the terms of the deal. And um, and were we not earlier in the year singing the praise of the NHL going, these guys figured out how to do this? Yeah, we're, we're eating our words now. So Oh, man, uh, are I we. Haven't heard, I haven't heard anything much more than the, the fact that they wanted to change the CBA. I haven't heard anything about whether they're going to or whether it's going to be locked in or, or how it's going to but. I don't know. Like, it just doesn't look good. No, it doesn't. Uh, they, uh, the bottom line is that they're, the NHL has requested further concessions from the players to weather the COVID-19 storm. That's, your, that's the all in a nutshell. So once again, we're back to money, 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 money. <laughs> that's what drives everything. You know what? Um, the players originally agreed to a 20% escrow and a 10% deferral of salary. So put another way, the players agreed to be paid about 72% of their salaries this season with the understanding that the 20% dropped in the escrow was as good as gone. Um, I can elaborate in the chat for that. Um, So now the NHL is asking the NHLPA to take up one of two proposals. The first would see the escrow figure increase to 25% while the players defer 20% of their salaries. Or the league is asking the players to defer 26% of their salary next season while keeping the escrow flat at 20%. So the escrow is just basically like a kitty. You know, that's like extra money, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I guess you could think of the escrow as like a rainy day fund <laughs> yeah, um, type thing. So basically now they're going back to the players like you said and went, um, it hurt worse than we thought. We're asking you to take a bigger pay cut. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, they're still locked in this. Yeah, I, I don't see them canceling a season or postponing it just because of this. I think this is just kind of the, the owners trying to – cover themselves more than anything um but especially with the other like they're almost like the only league right now that doesn't have plans for a season and like they the nhl is not going to not have a season for that so no no but uh we'll 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 wait and see and for all those in hockey land out there for the powers that be for the nhl you guys made a deal we understand money makes the world go round. Um, you kind of blindsided them. You know, um, you're forecasting and whatnot. You should have taken a better better look at it when you went to the players and go, let's do a deal and let's get this done. And we sang the glory and praises for you. If you want my advice, go back and listen to our shows on Major League Baseball. You do not want to be on my bad boys list. 
<laughs> because I will light you up just as bad as I did baseball last season, without question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely don't want that. No. I think you endured how many, I was going to say weeks, but probably about two months of me just blasting baseball, where you were just like, eh, go ahead, take your time, let them have it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, as always, wait and see. Money makes the world go round, but uh, let, let's hope that uh, something can be hammered out here. They got time. Uh, let's move on, man, to the world of college sports. Crazy things happening in college sports, both good and bad. Uh, yeah. Not for us. So my, my question to you is I have a few questions about college sports and your opinions. So the big, the big storyline is you have your top four, and it's in no particular order, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State. Yep, blah, 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 Ohio blah, blah, State blah. hasn't really played that many games. Do you – if Ohio State, because of the way the rules are, they have to take like almost a 21-day hiatus um, because of the COVID tests and the fact that they shut everything down. If Ohio State doesn't get on and plays like the Big Ten Championship or they don't play really any meaningful games, do you still put them in the college football playoff even though you it's, have teams like Florida and – it's bullshit. That's all I got. Okay. Ohio State has played four games. Alabama's played eight. Notre Dame's played nine. Clemson, Clemson, who had COVID problems, still went out and played. They're at eight and one. And then you're going to be like, well, because of COVID and whatnot, but, you know, we're still trying to compete. We are the Ohio State with our 4 0 record. No. Cincinnati played eight games. They're ranked number seven in the country. They're they're eight and zero. BYU is ranked number eight. They're nine and zero. No, I'm not going to lay down and tell Ohio State. Hey, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> does that clarify yeah, things uh, for you? <laughs> it, it does. It makes it. I I I mean, for me, I think I still think it's going to end up being in the playoff. It's going to be Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and uh, Notre Dame, but. I know a lot of people are not going to be happy about that. So Hell no. I mean, here's the people looking on the outside. Let's talk about the SEC, my favorite conference. <laughs> so Alabama's got the number one seed again. Okay, fine. But you got Texas A&M, who's 6-1, and one, and Florida, who's 7-1. and one. So you're, you're going to take another school with a loss, but it's played eight games and you're going to bump them out of the top four because Ohio State should be in even though they've played four games. Hell no. <laughs> I told you if something like this happens as far as the title goes this year and if you have some team that didn't play Jack to get in, I'm going to lose my mind. I would consider the champion, no matter who it would be, it's a tainted championship. <laughs> That's it. Like, like. If everyone else played eight or nine games and they went through injuries and games that had to be delayed because of COVID whatnot, I understand your situation um, in your state or whatever the regulations are that you can play as many games or your conference didn't want to play as many games. Well, guess what? You need to find a way to lock some in. Travel elsewhere where you can play if you have to. Um, I, it's just tough for me to accept it. Like, let's go down to AP Top 25. Number one, Alabama's played eight games. Number two, Notre Dame, nine games. Number three, Ohio State, four games. This is the issue. 
Clemson at number four, eight and one. Texas A&M at number five, six and one. Number six, Florida, seven and one. Number seven, Cincinnati, eight and zero. Oh. Number eight, BYO, BYU, nine and zero. Oh. Number nine, Miami, seven and one. Number ten, Indiana, five and one. Number eleven, Georgia, six and two. See what I, you have to go all the way down to number seventeen, which is Southern Cal. That's only played three games. So, at what 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 would you say would be an acceptable minimum amount of games that they would have to play? Holy crap! Um, I believe, I believe in college football that they kind of paired the season back a little bit, obviously. But holy crap! I mean, who has Ohio State played? They're four and zero. Have you played anybody of relevance? Okay, Indiana, they played, Indiana probably. Okay, they played Nebraska and won fifty two seventeen. They played uh, your Penn State Nittany Lions, who were ranked number eighteen. They won thirty eight twenty five. They played Rutgers. Not ranked, forty-nine to twenty-seven was the victory. They had a game that was canceled. Then they played at number nine. Uh, I don't know this team. I don't recognize the logo. But regardless, they won forty-two to thirty-five. Then your game against Illinois is canceled. Now their last two remaining games are at Michigan State and home against Michigan. And then they have the Big Ten championship. Yeah, and none of those teams are ranked. Oh, and I think uh, the team I didn't recognize, if I'm not mistaken, that's Indiana. Yeah, I was so, gonna say I'm, I'm pretty sure they played Indiana. That was yeah. the game of like yeah. I haven't seen that logo in a while. Then I realized that's the Hoosiers. Um, so you've got Ohio State overall is four and zero. Indiana's five and one. Uh, Northwestern, who plays in the Big Ten West, is five and one. But here's four and zero Ohio State that are like, oh no, they're one of the best teams in the country. They they played two ranked teams, had a couple of games canceled, and then the other two teams are playing aren't ranked either. That that doesn't put much confidence in me that they deserve that seating. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I I hear you. It's um. I it just I I mean Ohio State with its name at that point you're you're basically going off name. Yes. like they I, they they most dictated at the at the beginning of the year who they wanted in the college football playoff they didn't have to play any games they already knew who it was going to be yeah and remember the last couple of weeks as we went through the rankings we were talking about teams in the rankings but not and we we were waiting for um I I was looking for Ohio. And in, in Wisconsin, and in a couple of the, the traditionals that you see out there. And here we've got teams in the SEC and the ACC already have four or five games. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to start playing now. <laughs> like, I don't like it. Um, I don't mean to offend any Ohio State fans, but I, I think it's garbage. All right. Well, it, I mean, we'll, we'll see who. You know. So, I got my next question for you is Kyle Trask or Justin Fields? For the Heisman, oof, oof, that's a tough one right there. Um, Justin Fields has four games under his belt. Trask has eight. Uh, Trask is a big surprise. Not a lot of people are talking about him too much, and more people should. Uh, I think he's a legitimate contender. His body of work for the season. First of all, you play in the SEC. 
The only reason that teams have losses in the SEC is because they beat on each other. And if you didn't have that, then they'd probably all be undefeated. <laughs> um, I think I would watch the way the rest of the season goes. I think Trask is a serious contender. But um, we are talking about Justin Fields at Ohio State, and I think, you know, uh, given the nature and, I mean, just based on the way the writers are falling over Ohio State, Justin Fields would probably get it. Uh, yeah, no, I just – I agree. I don't think – I think Kyle Trask is the quote-unquote better player this year, but I think Justin Fields wins it. Which, again, he, he's played Ohio State, and they haven't played that many games. So, Yeah, I mean, you don't have a full body of work for this season. Um, and, and against tough teams, which Florida has played. So, you know, I, I just roll with the punch. It's a crazy season. Not everybody's going to get what they want. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about some history, shall we, in the collegiate football world. Yeah, uh, so Sarah Fuller, uh, first of all, Vanderbilt had a um, kicking problem where all their other kickers were not cleared for practice or were not cleared for, uh, how can I say this, were not cleared to, to play in the game because of it, and um, they had to go out to get a goalkeeper from the Vanderbilt soccer team, Sarah Fuller, and uh, she became the first woman to play in a Power 5 uh, football game. She kicked off to open the second half, and uh, it was a big milestone for, uh, you know, it was a big milestone for, I guess, football, college football as a whole. Uh, the unfortunate part about it is the the coach that – was part of Vanderbilt got fired right after the game. Um, not because of that, but because Vanderbilt was just awful as a team. Um, Vanderbilt that's, continues that's to lose. But that's a, uh, it's an important. Um, it's a milestone. Know. That's milestone. the best way to put it. Yes. That's what I was going to think of the word. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome, and and she said even when they came off the list that she'd love to stick around and she'll keep kicking if they let her. I, yeah, you know what I say? Let her have it. Nothing wrong yeah, with that. Um, so we can move on to uh, college basketball. Uh, it started up this past week. Chip, show um, your enthusiasm. You don't sound very happy. <laughs> well, it's still the beginning of the season. They canceled a lot of the games. I'm excited for this week because tomorrow night they have the uh, State Farm Classic, um, which uh, is it faces four of the top ten teams in the, in the nation. It, the powerhouses, it faces Duke versus Michigan State, Kentucky versus Kansas. Um, it's going to be quality, quality basketball at its finest, um, and it really starts off the beginning of this um, – season for for college basketball we've had a few games recently we've had a lot of upsets uh virginia got upset villanova got upset um i think you're going to see a lot more upsets this year than you did last year or the years previous which is going to be nice but um it's going to be an exciting exciting season and uh hopefully it, it, it ends in a 
cut short for any reason. Hopefully it doesn't get cut short for any reason. And um, what in, in your, in your world here, hopefully that it doesn't get cut and we have a tournament and I'm guessing somewhere in chips world over there, what would rectify not having a, a tournament last year would be a Duke championship this year. Is that correct? Yep, absolutely. That would make my life like so much better. I would be so happy for that. Finally have a team win a championship and not lose. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how the season works out. Yep. I'm, I'm being optimistic. Absolutely. I need to watch. I need to watch. I uh, need to watch my teams play well. Uh, I haven't had much excitement or things to get excited over over the past year. So, well, uh, I guess all you want for Christmas is a Duke title, huh? <laughs> all I want for Christmas is one of my teams to win the championship. Okay, it's fair hard, enough. It's not, hard, it's not a hard thing to ask for, right? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Fortunately, you root for a lot of sports, so you have plenty of options. <laughs> Uh, yep, and then for random topics, which we actually have a random topic this this uh, this week. So, uh, Don, what's our random topic this week? Our random topic, um, the the it's big news um, for all the wrestling fans out there. I've followed wrestling since I was a young kid. I'm still young at heart, but uh, the Undertaker, Mark Calloway, uh, recently announced his official retirement from the Squared Circle. Uh, Mark was. Uh, the Undertaker, as he was known, uh, retired after 30 years of service to the WWE. He uh, announced his retirement at the end of uh, Survivor Series, which uh, they normally broadcast the week of Thanksgiving. Usually the weekend before or after has become a Thanksgiving tradition for them. And uh, I think it was an appropriate send-off for him because he had debuted 30 years ago at Survivor Series. So they found that uh, uh, a fitting end for the dead man. Um, but for anybody watching wrestling through the years or whatnot, to have a 30-year career like that, anybody, everybody who follows wrestling, uh, even if you weren't a big fan of WWE, or what, you knew who The Undertaker was, without question. Everybody knew who this guy was. Uh, he had a fantastic career. He was a company guy. You know, uh, whatever was needed to be done was done. And if you see interviews with him behind the scenes in the last couple of years, he really started to open up because uh, for him, he was always in that role out in public or if he was doing talk shows or whatever, he never broke character. So it was really difficult uh, to understand the person uh, portraying the undertaker. Uh, but in the last couple of years, especially, he started to open up and, and he had a lot to say. He's got a special on the WWE Network. They're not sponsoring us, but I want to put that out there. Um, you know, uh, The Last Ride, I believe it's called. And um, just to understand the, the person, he is well-respected, I would say, loved by his peers in the business. Um, you know, he was uh, new guys coming up on the roster or even uh, your more bigger names on the roster. Like uh, when you hear people talk about them, like everybody went to take or whether it was advice, they need advice on a match, how to handle their career, things were going on in their personal lives. Like he was, he, he truly was, uh, especially in a business like that where there's a lot of egos. He, he was a stand-up guy and very well-respected fans around the world loved them. And, you know, Hey man, thanks for 30 years. 
most wrestlers don't last that long. You you honed your craft. You left a memorable mark on the wrestling business, and uh, it was a great ride. Yeah, he um, he's one of those staples uh, within the industry over the last thirty years. Um, it's a decade of destruction. Uh, it's so many memorable moments. Uh, you, you, he, if you could say he was the goat of wrestling, he probably was the goat of wrestling. Um, he was that. And if good. not the, if not the goat, he's on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling for sure. Oh, absolutely, hands down. Um, he he stood stood the test of time, and still, when that gong comes that that a gong comes off, I get chills down my spine every single time. Yeah, and you know right away <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's it'll be uh, it'll be exciting to see um, like what they do. Uh, I know they did something for Survivor Series, but I uh, I don't know whether he comes back. A lot of a lot of a lot of times when they retire, they'll come back in some type of capacity to be a um, like a legend know, like, or make an appearance for whatever reason or. You know, uh, WWE can, has a lot they do even with their guys that they retire. But as far as his in-ring his career, his in-ring career goes, that this was it. Uh, from my understanding, he tried to hang it up a couple of years ago, and he wanted to have you know like that that going out match, and it didn't work. So he tried it again, and that didn't work. So he tried one more match uh, with AJ Styles, and supposedly he's like, "Yep, that's how I wanted it. I'm hanging it up." So yeah, yeah, they, like there were a couple of times like he he alluded to it, like he he went out at the Survivor Series and then um, everyone speculated and never really said it, and I he kept coming back and coming back and coming back. So well, the uh, again, like we said, thanks for the memories, man. Thanks, Taker. It was a it was a great ride, and we we were glad to be along for it. <laughs> But let's uh, let's go ahead. We're uh, getting towards uh, that time of the show here. So the only thing that we can do is wind it up and get ready to roll. Y'all know what it's time for. Chip, get ready to let them have it. It's time for Chip's Chumps. Bad plays, bad players, awful calls, poor sportsmanship. The worst of the week with Chip's Chumps. All right, guys, so we're going to start out with number five. So number five on the list goes to the NFL, um, mostly for the fact of the way they keep postponing these games and jumbling the – like, you're straying along the, the, the Ravens and the Steelers. Like, not that I really care that much about the, both those teams, but just make a decision on when you're going to play the game or postpone it. Don't sit there and like say we're gonna play it now no no we're gonna play it tomorrow no we're gonna play it the day after that like either have one team forfeit and give the win to the Steelers or don't play the game like it, having a game at Wednesday on a at 345 makes absolutely no sense it's the dumbest idea ever and then you're gonna have a game next week on a month on you're gonna have two games on Monday night like you're just trying to force it in there so for that morons 
Number four. Number four goes to Mike McCarthy. What in the world were you thinking? Uh, you're, 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 you called a, a fake punt in the, in the fourth quarter of the game against the Washington Redskins. Uh, it, it may be okay, but you were in your own, almost your own red zone. You were on your 24-yard line. And it wasn't even a good, you know, fake punt. It was an option that you ran or threw it, and the punter, you were with a punter. And the punter decided to run it, and he lost yards. It was, it was ugly. It wasn't even like, oh, that was creative. It was just bad. It was ugly. It was, wow, it cost you the game. It absolutely cost you the game. You were in the game until that happened, and then basically Washington scored 14 points within 10 seconds. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys are bad to begin with, but to have those coaching mess-ups, it doesn't help. You're in a bad division. So, yeah, wow. Bad. Moron. Number three. So number three goes to uh, Drake Kirkpatrick for essentially uh, this happened a couple weeks ago where he cost uh, the Arizona Cardinals the game against the Seahawks. Um, basically, the, the Seahawks ended up winning 28-21, to and it was coming down to the end, and it was – Basically, they were going to stop them and go into overtime. And uh, Kirkpatrick just did a bonehead play and started pushing and shoving and, and got a personal foul and, and put uh, the Seattle Seahawks closer to the end zone, giving them a first down and and making it so that a uh, a tie game ended up making you guys lose. Uh, it just awful you can't make that stupid mistake uh that late in the game wow moron number two so number two goes to this 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 study is kind of comical but at the same time like i just got a big gripe with lavar ball uh lamello and um uh, Lamelo Ball's dad, who J- Lamelo just got drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, who if you didn't know their uh, owner is Michael Jordan, um, and Lavar Ball is an outspoken person to say the least. Um, he needs to keep his mouth shut, but uh, he wants to be in his son's business. He wants to be living his glory through his son. Um, his other son, who plays for the Pelicans, uh, who I forget his name off the top of my head, uh, already just pretty much disowned him and told him to shut up and go away. Uh, well, Melo needs to do that. But this goes back to a story that was a few years ago where LeVar Ball said that he would, back in his day, he would have beat Jordan one-on-one. Not only is that an asinine statement, that just makes no sense because you played, like, what? one year of college ball and Michael Jordan is probably the goat of basketball. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and now the story came out that was like, he was like, now that uh, LaMelo ball plays for Michael Jordan, you know, media being the hilarious guys that they are was like, Hey, do you think that you're going to have that one-on-one now? And Jordan didn't even re- like dignify it with a response. He kind of just looked at the media and like, just gave him like, are you kidding me? 
kind of look. And LeVar Ball is like, yeah, we'll play. Like, I'll beat them. Wow. that It's just a dysfunctional mess up of that. So my, my uh, chump for that is just all three of them. <laughs> all three of them. I'm just giving it to all three of them because, man, it just you, everybody just needs to keep their mouth shut and just play the game of basketball. You guys are done. You're retired. You don't need to do one-on-one for whatever. Morons. And number one. Number one goes to, we said it earlier, Robinson Cano. Why in the world you would take a performance-enhancing drug when there's COVID tests and all the scrutiny in the MLB? You already tested positive once. Now you tested positive a second time, which is an automatic 162-game suspension. You forfeit $24 million in salary. Wow. Like, just awful. Like, just dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. Moron. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, I'll post them up on Discord, and you guys can, uh, you know, Tell me whether you agree or disagree with them. There we go. <clears throat> Chips, chumps. And uh, the, the one that really made me raise a brow was uh, number two. You heard a lot of people talking about LeVar Ball and Michael Jordan and LaMelo going there. And I'll tell you right now, Michael Jordan ain't going to let any garbage take place as far as his father's concerned. I'll leave that comment right there. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up, man. We're going to go ahead and hit the buzzer. It's... The final buzzer. The last moments of the show. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, everybody. Here we are. Uh, another show in the books. We are at the final buzzer. Uh, Chip and I have had a long day, so we're just going to push through this, man. Movie of the week, Chip, what you got for us? Uh, so going off of the of the NBA draft and everything like that. I figured I'd do a basketball one and it's one of my favorite, uh, movies, uh, older, older movie, but, uh, definitely great to watch. Um, and I definitely have this, uh, this condition, uh, it's called white man can't jump, uh, 1992 with Wesley Snipes and, uh, Woody Harrelson. Um, great, great movie. Uh, and the quote is, I don't mean to brag, but I'm the greatest. It's hard. It's hard work making you look so bad. Enough said. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a great quote. Awesome, man. Well, uh, we appreciate that. Uh, if y'all get a chance, make sure you check it out. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. We thank you all for listening as always. And uh, we are in holiday season mode here. And we're keeping an eye on everything, trying to bring for you the amazing funny content as only we can deliver. So, uh, Chip, unless you got anything else to add for the fans out there? Nope, that's it. Man of a few words. Fantastic. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope you stay well. Take care of each other out there. We're out. You've been listening to Sportscasters Anonymous. Your opinion may differ, but that doesn't mean you're right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. We hope you were intrigued or at least entertained. You can find the podcast on all the major networks. Find us on Discord and Patreon at Random Chatter. Hook up on the website at randomchatter.com and browse through the merchandise at randomchatter.com slash store. We'll see you next time. This is Sportscasters Anonymous. Signing off.